Welcome to the podcast series from the National Centre for Research Methods at the University of Southampton. In today's podcast, Jamie Bartlett, Director of the Centre for the Analysis of Social Media at the think tank Demos, talks about how social media and modern communications and technology are changing the face of research. We at Demos are interested in public policy and questions of you know, social concern. And about between two and three years ago, we noticed... I suppose everyone was noticing, but this incredible increase in the amount of public activity taking place on social media. Firstly, that was a clearly an important new public sphere for all issues to do with society. But secondly, it seemed to be a potentially a fantastic source of data. Incredible volume, very rich, textured, often related and connected. But we didn't really know how as social scientists we'd go about trying to analyse it. We saw the volumes just overwhelmed the traditional methods that we tend to use, the focus group and the questionnaire and the interview and so forth. So we started thinking about how could we create some kind of a centre which was all about taking that social media data and using it in a way specifically for social scientists and public policy people to make sense of it. And that's why we started this centre, Centre for the Analysis of Social Media, a a fusion of computer and social scientists to try to create software, uh, connect data, run projects, write about ethics, burning issues uh, on this very question. So you saw a huge opportunity yes. there. So uh, how did you then sort of narrow down and focus on, well, what are we going to look at specifically and, and why? Yeah, there was, a, there was a sort of almost endless array of opportunities. Um, I think it was partly we're always interested in public attitudes because we're a think tank and we're a think tank called Demos. And Demos stands for the people. and We want to know what the people are saying and thinking and behaving. So we saw that social media and attitudes was an interesting and important area. But we also saw that there had been a lot of development in the commercial sector for tools and techniques, big data analytics, packages and programs to analyse data for sentiment, for public sentiment matters. But it just wasn't the right sort of tools and technique that a social scientist might want to use. It didn't care so much for demographics and for ethics and for qualitative questions and public policy issues it was really more about the people like our product (laughs) so we thought well there's a great opportunity actually to start taking advantage of this explosion of tools like alongside the growth of social media data there has been commensurate growth in the tools and techniques to collect and analyze it and we thought we can start taking some of what's already there we can work with computer science departments and just start refashioning it in a way that works better for us, rather than try to recreate an entire, you know, an entire discipline of our own. It'd be really nice to hear maybe one or two key examples of what you've been using it for, how you've applied it. Yes, very broad. I mean, the first mm. part of our work really has been foundational research level. So it's been all about just trying to create software that allows a social scientist to engage with big data sets. You know, that's at the base level. Uh, how do you do that ethically? How do you do that rigorously? But yeah, we've started to apply it to actually answer questions. Uh, for, for example, we did a, a study of how racial slurs are used on Twitter, collected 100,000 instances of racial slurs being employed on the platform and how, and collected them to understand who the targets were, who were generating these slurs, what they meant even. I mean, we're talking here about the richest linguistic corpus of data about racial slurs that has ever existed 
Um, we've looked at misogyny and trolling. We've looked at attitudes towards elections. We've looked at attitudes towards specific sort of large incidents. For example, the uh, the Woolwich killing last year of uh, drummer Lee Rigby. How Twitter responded to that. So yeah, it's quite varied. I mean, once you get into it, you realise there's 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 so many questions you can begin to answer, and so many challenges that comes with answering each of them. That was going to be my next question. I mean, there must be considerable challenges on all sorts of levels as well in terms of using this. I mean, it's new, it's so new, it's yeah. so so different, and there are there must be concerns and ethical concerns there, as well as there, you as you said. There are as many methodological and ethical mm. concerns and legal concerns yes. as there are opportunities, which is one of the reasons it's good to be quite careful and measured. Uh, to try to work collaboratively and multidisciplinary uh, to do that. Uh, ethics has been a bit of a sore point for so so much of the discussion about this. What does informed consent mean when people publicly post things about themselves? How do you measure the harm that comes from potentially republishing what somebody has published online and what the expectations of privacy that people posting have. Now, you can work through some of those issues and we've spent a lot of time doing it and I, I don't think these are insurmountable problems but then you have another whole class of difficulty with self-selection bias, demographic skews in the data and just merging automated systems which often perform in a way that you don't quite understand or can be unreliable. And, of course, you've got all those annoying problems like computers not working or, you know, basic <laughs> fundamental problems which as soon as you start bringing in servers and data holders and machines, you you have a whole other problem of administrative difficulties as well. So there's a lot to do, um, but we're pretty hopeful that it's not going to go away. Yeah. How, how far would you say you've come and, you know, what, what does the future hold for this, do you think? Well, I'd like to, I think we've, over the last two years, we've, we've learned an incredible amount and certainly the sort of level of sophistication of what we can do is far in advance of, of where we started. And the whole field is actually moving quite quickly and, you know, conferences like this one really help. Uh, and I've seen the change and the sort of number of, especially young PhD students who are coming in and thinking this is a fantastic area of work. I, you know, they're interested in new media, of course. The future, I think, for us is trying as far as possible to democratise the tools by which you can take advantage of all these big data sets that are out there. At the moment, it's still in the hands of the big corporate companies, the big data analytics providers. It's expensive, and that can close it off for researchers. Myths and Methodologies, Can We Robustly Understand Attitudes from Twitter was a presentation by Jamie Bartlett and Carl Miller from Demos at the ESRC Research Methods Festival 2014. You can find out more about the Centre for the Analysis of Social Media on the Demos website, www.demos.co.uk.